You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guests, Mike Raymond and Bobby Holland of U.S. Bank. From tariff trepidation to the Amazon effect, the U.S. Bank Freight Payment Index tracks and analyzes the important data that directly impacts the shipping industry. Regional reactions to factors like weather can affect retail spend or simply put carriers on ice. What data should your company focus on to keep your supply chain ready to move? Mike Raymond and Bobby Holland of U.S. Bank break down what they're seeing and what you should watch out for. Joining me today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is Mike Raymond and Bobby Holland of U.S. Bank. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Thank you. Gentlemen, what we'd like to do, uh, Bobby, I know you're a return guest, so thank you for coming back. But uh, Mike, since you're joining us for the first time, could we get an introduction to who you are and your role with U.S. Bank? And then we'll turn it over to Bobby after you. Sure. Thanks, Jeff. As you said, my name is Mike Raymond, and I'm a senior vice president and manager of national transportation banking at U.S. Bank. I've been in corporate banking for over 30 years, uh, and the last 12 of which were spent forming and now leading our transportation practice at U.S. Bank. Our clients are larger trucking, rail, logistics, marine, and fleet rental companies in the U.S. and Canada. And we use uh, what we call one U.S. bank approach to bring the full bank to our clients. And that means debt, capital markets, treasure management payments, and corporate trust services. Great. And Bobby? Hi, Jeff. Uh, Good to be back. I'm Bobby Holland, and I'm the vice president and director of our freight data solutions uh, product team at U.S. Bank. I lead the team that produces the... U.S. Bank Freight Payment Index, which is our quarterly publication that that analyzes uh, freight shipment volumes and spend on national and regional levels. We also uh, produce other data-related products. Great. And speaking about the U.S. Bank Freight Payment Index, that's what we're going to get into today. Can you summarize what the latest data shows quarter over quarter and year over year? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, As we look at it, both the national shipment and spendexes, they're indicating a bounce back during the second quarter. Uh, we see that they're up, and this is a bounce back from a tough first quarter after the government shut down, trade tensions, and weather, bad weather, um, influenced a slow start to the year. Now, despite these gains that we see in the second quarter, we want to make sure that we note that we don't believe that the underlying economic conditions indicate that this is anything more than a rebalancing from the first quarter of the year rather than an overall improvement in the economy. Now, if we look at it from a year-over-year perspective, we're still seeing high performance in freight activity, but our truckload and less-than-truckload activity continues to slow, uh, contracting at 5.3% on a year-over-year basis. As we look at the main components of freight, including retail sales, factory output, and construction activity, uh, we see that these also continue to moderate from the high performance we saw this time last year. Now, when we look at spend on a national level, the national spend index rose 4.3% in the second quarter compared with the year earlier, or and compared with the year earlier. Uh, spending on truckload and less than truckload was up 6.4%. Now, despite softer freight growth and a modest gain in industry capacity, we see that spending still remains elevated. And this suggests that capacity didn't soften as much in the second quarter as was originally thought it would. Okay. Uh, you mentioned weather in there. What role did weather play both nationally and regionally? Well, the first quarter was impacted by significant winter weather across most of the nation, and that obviously stymied the shipment of goods. Now, as the weather improved, you know, freight activity picked up as well, um, and shifting volume that would have been in, brought in or shipped in the first quarter uh, shifted that to the second. Now, the economy is dynamic and rarely do all of these industries that generate the most freight, such as retail, construction, and manufacturing, 
they don't they don't all rebound or move in tandem. They don't move together. Likewise, you know, weather events can affect you know issues or cause issues for some regions, but not others. As such, uh, the only region where we didn't see an impact of improved weather was in the Midwest, uh, and that was due to a lot of flooding impacting them and causing continue, uh, continued impacts on spend. All right. Now, with those regions, what regions are doing better in terms of shipment growth, and what would you attribute that to? Well, the first quarter was challenging for shipments, but all regions recorded gains in the second quarter. For the regional spend indexes, however, we had mixed results. All regions but the Midwest saw gains, but there was a large spread of the size of those increases from the previous quarter, some small and obviously some much, much larger. Now, if we start by looking at the West region, the smallest sequential gain in shipments during the second quarter of all of the regions, and it was down 2.6% from a year ago. Uh, we see that foreign trade flows into seaports slowed due to the trade conflict with China, as well as the current excess of goods in the, in the warehouses. Yeah, Bobby, that's, uh, that's spot on, and I have some anecdotal evidence that supports that. I recently spoke to a public trucking company CEO, and they mentioned they've started to see a shift in uh, inbound freight into West Coast ports and an uptick in freight coming uh, out of Europe into New York, New Jersey, Savannah, Jacksonville ports. And that's caused them to tweak or reconfigure their uh, internal processes slash staffing to accommodate that change. And then another interesting factoid I got uh, in speaking to our clients, one of our international freight forwarders mentioned that today, 25% of their accounts receivable are represented by tariffs which is a, a real, it's a massive number, and, and, and that number, you know, is going to eventually be felt by the consumer and the end user. It'll also put a strain on a broker's working capital needs, which, you know, that's something that U.S. Bank can help with with revolving lines of credit or supply chain finance products. Excellent. That's good information, Mike. Uh, thank you for that. Now, as we can look at the next region, uh, like the West region, there was continued softness in residential construction, especially in single-family housing, and that's keeping shipment growth down in the southwest. Now, compared with the same quarter in 2018, we saw that shipments fell 11%. Now, despite mixed signals this year on shipments in the region, spend was up 1.1% from Q1, and pricing remains high enough, especially for contract rate, for spending to grow modestly. Now, as I mentioned before, the Midwest continued to be impacted by weather. Now, while the shipment index rose 9.8% quarter over quarter compared with the year earlier, it was off almost 11.4%. Spend increases of 4.4% also fell short of the full recovery from the previous 6.9% drop in Q2, again, adding to the notion that this is more of a rebalancing. That's right, Bobby. Uh, I mean, we always have bad weather in the first quarter, but this last first quarter seemed to be worse than normal, especially with the flooding. However, I think longer term, and as the index points out, as construction activity improves for any rebuilding necessary from the flooding, shipments will ultimately benefit and I think, you know, uh, mortgage rates are at a, a very low point as well today, which will also burn some construction act activity, uh, which should also result in higher freight activity. I agree, Mike. Um, another interesting highlight from this index is the performance of the Northeast region, which saw the best second quarter among all the five regions in terms of both shipments and spend. Now, unlike other regions, residential construction activity is increasing, which is helping shipment volumes. Activity in this region also benefited from better weather after a tough first quarter. Yeah, Bobby, and one more thing. There was a significant trucking closure in mid-February. A company called New England Motor Freight closed its doors. It was a 
northeast only LTL union carrier, uh, about 1,500 tractors. And I think as shippers scrambled to find new cartage, uh, other LTL carriers had a little pricing leverage, and that raised spend. And it didn't hurt that the, uh, shipments in the regions were also up about 12% quarter over quarter. Interesting point, Mike. Now, it's always valuable to consider the impact that individual businesses can have on the broader operations of a region or a market. It'll be interesting to watch those numbers um, as the year progresses. Now, the last region we want to consider is the southeast region, where spend performed solidly, rising 12.7% during the second quarter to the second highest level um, in our record. Now, this region is likely to experience more moderate growth going forward as the economic expansion continues, but we believe it's at a going to be at a restrained pace. All right, a lot of good information there. Guys, so given the trade uncertainty and the administration's negotiating style concerning tariffs, would you characterize the shipment growth in the second quarter as an inventory pull before tariffs increased, spurring shipping activity as companies built up inventory? And how did that impact trucking activity? Uh, well, Jeff, I think, I think the... Uh, uptick in volumes in the second quarter was more of a replenishment and a back-to-normal uh, scenario after a soft first quarter. None of the public carriers that we follow noted a sort of a second pull forward in their second quarter earnings calls. I would also note that truck orders were at an all-time high in 2018. That put a lot of capacity on the roads. Pricing, freight pricing was very strong in 18. That allowed trucking companies to increase driver pay. So the so supply increased uh, which I think contributed to uh, higher freight volumes in the second quarter. Uh, and lastly, I would say, you know, overseas manufacturing and supply chains take time to reconfigure. Uh, I don't think there was enough time to react to pull freight into the second quarter in response to the administration's uh, negotiating style. I think it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out in Q3 uh, as we do our analysis. I will certainly be watching. All right. Now, the, some of the research that we've done, uh, the feedback is that the uncertainty driven by tariffs, uh, manufacturing, and brick-based retail are amplified by uh, some presidential candidates calling for a return to the high tax rates of the past and more regulation, especially those impacting manufacturing and transport sectors. What's your take on the effect that those pronouncements have on shipment activity now and in, in the years to come? Yeah, Jeff, as I think about this question, I, I, I bucket this into four categories, income taxes, depreciation, retail sentiment, and a couple of economic metrics that we follow. Um, with respect to tax rhetoric, I, I think those things take a long time to implement, uh, and I don't know that they impact people's immediate freight decisions. Generally, you wait and see what the government actually puts down on paper as far as what the tax changes are going to be before they will impact their behavior. Depreciation is also a big deal. There was a full write-off of depreciation in 2018, and that provision continues through 2022. Uh, that, that triggered the heavy truck spending that I mentioned earlier in 18. Um, any repeal or rollback of that provision might influence equipment buying decisions and therefore future capacity. Uh, with respect to retail sentiment, I spoke to my colleague who runs U.S. Bank's Retail Corporate Banking Unit and she said retailers are generally cautious going into this holiday season. However, on August 13th, the administration announced a delay in new tariffs on $156 billion of imports to December 15th of this year. And that will cover cell phones, laptops, toys, and video games. So I do think that will impact uh, purchasing managers' decisions to accelerate freight 
uh, into the country in advance of those tariffs. So I think you'll see an uptick in freight volumes in early fourth quarter uh, triggered by this recent announcement. Generally speaking, last holiday season was sort of ho-hum. Uh, my colleague thinks that another ho-hum season would be an acceptable outcome, but, but again, there's a lot of noise uh, around this, like rates, tariffs, geopolitical concerns could, that could certainly go the wrong direction and, and change the outlook for this year's holiday season. Now, obviously, the Amazon effect impacts shipment volumes. Is the continuing move to small package uh, impacting that data, and uh, how so? Now, so, for example, uh, are shipments that Amazon handles accounted for in the data that we see? Well, this is Bobby. Uh, while the data represented in the index is a demonstration of truckload and less than truckload activity, uh, which comprises most of, uh, of our activity, uh, the impact of Amazon is prevalent throughout the supply chain. Now, specifically, when we take a look at spending versus shipments, we're finding that the spending is still constant or rising while the shipments moderate. And this could be an indication that capacity is being more completely absorbed by the market as Amazon drives more immediate delivery. That's right, Bobby. I mean, Amazon, I mean, they're in the news every day. They're impacting all corners of the transportation sector. A few recent announcements uh, include FedEx, who indicated it would not renew its ground contract with Amazon at the end of August. This is in addition to them dropping their express service with Amazon in June. So just as a lot of express business moved to UPS, we expect UPS to pick up additional ground activity going forward. Uh, I should note this is not a material uh, amount of business for FedEx. It was around 1% of their revenues. Um, the post office handles about half of Amazon's volume, UPS about a quarter, and all others, including Amazon's delivery service partners, about 25%. Another, another uh, company that's having a positive impact from Amazon is ATSG. This is an air freight company that partnered with Amazon for 20 leased aircraft in 2016 and recently expanded that agreement by 10 planes. They had good results in the second quarter of 19, mainly as a result of their partnership with Amazon. Another recent announcement, Schneider, which is a truckload carrier, uh, was exiting their last mile uh, offering. So all, all participants in this space are constantly evaluating and reevaluating their relationship with Amazon and how to compete uh, in this space. And then lastly, I'll close with, with an interesting statistic. I read that 11 billion parcels were delivered last year, and 16 billion are expected by 2024. That's an amazing growth rate uh, that will benefit many players like UPS, DHL, ATSG, et cetera, uh, and something we're certainly, certainly watching going forward. A lot of great information there, uh, always uh, with the U.S. Bank Freight Payment Index. Where can listeners go? to find out more information about the index. Uh, Jeff, your listeners can subscribe to the U.S. Bank Freight Payment Index at freight.usbank.com. Excellent. Mike Raymond, Bobby Holland, U.S. Bank, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day, gentlemen. Thanks. Thank you so much. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get il. That's bit dot l y slash get underscore i l and stay ahead of the 3pl game the inbound logistics podcast is a production of inbound logistics magazine for the most in-depth information around logistics transportation and supply chain practices 
Get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you.